Hey guys, and welcome to Bubbles and Biz. Uh, this week's chat is super fun. I chat with Randy Ponce. She is the founder and owner of Sweet Stitch. It's a sustainable fashion um, company, and it is awesome. We have a great chat about how she got started um, in her industry of you know sustainable fashion, what led her to do that. Uh, we chat a little bit about a capsule wardrobe, um, and just, yeah, her business journey to where she is today, and it's a really fun chat. So I hope you grab a glass and let's chat. Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing. And with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. This week, I'm excited to chat with a fellow Oregonian, um, Randy Ponce. She's the founder of sustainable, a sustainable fashion company, Sweet Stitch. So thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, happy to be here. And I just said that a fellow Oregonian, but are you are you from Oregon or no? Like, have you lived here your whole life? Pretty much, yeah. I actually moved here when I was about two, so... Oh, okay. practically so, yeah. <laughs> born and raised in Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I've only been here since 2007. So you're definitely more an Oregonian than me, but <laughs> <laughs> well, also have you been joining this uh, spring weather? Has it been nice over there? Yeah. Yeah, it has. Um, it's yeah, been really nice and it's rare, I would say in Oregon sometimes for it to be nice at this time of year, but it's been great to get outside while, while yeah. the weather's cooperating. <laughs> totally. I know. Last weekend, I sat on my back porch for like 30 minutes in the sun. I was like, oh my God, this feels amazing. And it's February. It's weird. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, I, no, you got your champagne, right? I did. Yes. Yay. Thank you. It's amazing. Yay. Good. Um, yeah, that's a fun, I love sending that one. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And with this nice spring weather, you know, it seems like it goes together. So <laughs> it does. Yeah. And just around the the month of February is a perfect time to have yeah champagnes and chocolates and all the, the good things. Yes. I'll, yeah. I just like stole all my kids' Valentine's candy this week and now I'm like regretting it, <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, awesome. Well, yeah, I'd love to dive in. Um, have you, and oh, so also too, like how did you get into, you know, what you're doing? Have you always been into fashion? And then can you also kind of explain what sustainable fashion is for everybody that's listening? Of course. Yeah. For how I got started into fashion, it's as far back as I can remember. I always loved fashion and clothes and, and style. And I actually learned how to sew at a pretty early age. And so as a child, I was making my own clothes and making clothes for my younger sister, which Aww. to her surprise, she also became my model. So I'd have little fashion shows in our hallway for friends and family. <laughs> so they That's could awesome. See that is so cute. Design, so. <laughs> yeah. So ever since I was pretty young and able to sew my own clothes, I knew I wanted to be in fashion, but it wasn't really until later on when I was going into fashion design and, and merchandising school that I really started to see some of the impact and that 
of the fashion industry, which led me to learn a little bit more about sustainable fashion, which ultimately it's kind of a, a broad term, but looking at apparel or fashion that can make a positive impact on people and the planet. So it's trying to transform the fashion industry into um, having a, a more positive impact. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine like how much I've never really thought about it, but I, I thinking about it now, how much waste probably goes on is, yeah, is a lot. It's actually incredible <laughs> how much, <laughs> not um, in a good way. right? And not just, yeah. And not just like the consumers when they throw it away, but just throughout the entire supply chain right. of, you know, from the raw materials and shipping, manufacturing, all of it um, has, has definitely some impact. So it's um, a pretty broad term, but kind of explains the the whole process and how we can help make the fashion industry um, a little bit more positive. Yeah, totally. And how long have you, um, how long have you had uh, Sweet Stitch? Yeah, so we officially launched in 2020, which is kind of a crazy time to start a business, <laughs> but uh, it just ended up being that way. Um, and then our official product launch happened in 2021. Awesome. Yeah, I saw a stat today that uh, like more businesses have been created in the last two years than like any other time. It's like, I don't know, four million jobs in the U.S. or businesses in the U.S. or something like that. And I was like, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. But it's awesome. Yeah, I I believe it. I think with the you know pandemic and just everything going on in the world that there's definitely been a push to to try and, um, you know, seize the day and do the things that you love and that are passionate about. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely see that resulting in a lot of new businesses. Um, For us, it just happened to be sort of the timing. We had actually kind of built out the idea in 2019, tested the market, and we're Mm -hmm. planning on uh, launching in 2020. Um, We ended up delaying that a little bit, obviously, for (laughs) uh, what was going on in the world. Um, (laughs) And it took us a little bit longer to then get our product out um, to launch. So while we intended to have it in 2020, we had it in 2021, which um, ended up being really positive for for our customers and our community. That's awesome. And what kind of pieces do you have? Yeah, right now we have our debut design, which is the Jill dress. And it's a dress that can be worn in four different ways. So it Mm. can be worn as two blouses or two dresses. And that's kind of our main uh, design that we have out currently for pre-order. But it was really fun to create and just trying to find ways to make more versatile pieces with um, as sustainable materials as we can find. So yeah, it's been really fun to create. I love too that you can use it four different ways because that just makes it so much more like you can, it's more versatile and, you know, like use it longer because you can use it for different purposes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we ended up tweaking the design a little bit after the the pandemic because we really wanted it to be for work and for home as so many people have transitioned to working right. for home. So um, it, yeah, we really tried to, to tailor the design and make sure that it's functional too. So it's been really fun to create. Awesome. Oh, I love that. Um, and are there any like special apps or platforms or tools that you love using in your business that like you can't just imagine running your business without? Ooh, that's a great question. I would say I use a a few tools. Uh, The one that I love is Canva. I think that's Mm -hmm. pretty much the (laughs) basic uh, 
tool out there that I, I know everyone uses for design and just creating different pieces of content. I absolutely love it. And then I use a platform that automates your social media scheduling and posting. Mm -hmm. So I use uh, the Tailwind app Mm -hmm. and I've actually been really happy with it. I love being able to batch all of my content. So I typically batch my content a month in advance Mm -hmm. and uh, that's been kind of my go-to tool for getting out all of my communications and content. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I've heard um, of Tailwind and I've, I've heard really good things about it, but I've never actually used it. But because wasn't it like Pinterest only maybe when it first started? Because I remember everybody saying that for Pinterest, but. I think so. Yeah, I think they first specialized in Pinterest and then they have added uh, Facebook and Instagram. And I think they, they're they adding a few more like updates. They're constantly adding different tools and updates, but um, I mainly use it for for Instagram and Pinterest. Awesome. I love that. I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah, there's so many like third party scheduling apps. It's awesome. And then I don't know if you've been in just like the back end of like Facebook, like their native scheduler. I hadn't been in quite a while. And I went in the other day and um, they've made a lot of updates to that too. And like they have, it almost looks like a calendar view, kind of like what you would see probably in Tailwind or Hootsuite or anything like that. Um and you can schedule and it, you know, has like the national holidays, like it was national chocolate cake day or whatever week I was looking in it. And it shows you your optimal times to post. And it also pushes it to Instagram. And I was like, whoa, I haven't been in Facebook in a while. <laughs> like they've made a lot of updates. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. So I'll have to check it out. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I was like pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, And so this kind of leads into my next question, Um, you know, because we're talking about content and social media and stuff like that. So what's your favorite or most effective way that you market your business? Yeah, I I would actually say it's my email list, my email community. I love connecting with them. I send a weekly email to my community of what I call the the go-getters and world changers. And it's just been a really fun way to connect I love the name. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, oh no, not at all. No, thank you. Yeah, I love it. They're, yeah, my community of, of go-getters and world changers are everything. I absolutely love them. And I think that the email communication has been the, the best way for me to engage with them, mm-hmm. um, to share different resources and tips on how to build a wardrobe that they love. And it's been great to see some of the feedback from it. So that's by far, I think my favorite and likely my, my most effective marketing strategy. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, people, I think forget the importance of email sometimes because we I kind of brush it off like, oh, you know, everybody gets, because we all get inundated with email, but if you can really, you know, cultivate the, your list and they, you know, provide content that they want to know and learn about, you know, and they're engaged, like it's, it's a game changer, you know, like they want your emails, you know, and it's a little bit different like then just trying to put it out there on social media, you know, and then not to mention, you know, when like Instagram and Facebook went down, like, you know, that can happen again. <laughs> so it's like so important to have that awesome email list. Right, exactly. So you have a way to connect with people outside of social media. Mm-hmm. And it's been, um, I would also say too, I think even though there are definitely a lot of email notifications out there, right, you're, you're constantly being inundated with with emails. It's, also something that you check 
I would say probably the most. And so you know that you're going to be able to to have at least more viewers and, and with the email list also, it's definitely more of, I would say, a, an engaged and loyal audience because Mm -hmm. they're opting in. So they're, they're making the conscious decision to um, get more content from you. So it tends to be uh, a little bit more of a, a relationship and engaging with the community than some other platforms. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. And it looks like you have an awesome opt-in on your website too. When I was digging around earlier, you want to tell everybody about that? Oh, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So we have our uh, sustainable fashion cheat sheet and it's basically a document that gives some insight into what sustainable fashion is and how um, different factors from the way that you purchase clothes, how you take care of clothes and kind of how you dispose of clothes can all um, impact the, the overall sustainability of that garment. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really a great introduction to sustainable fashion, whether you're, you know, an avid fan and have a capsule wardrobe, you're already pretty much an expert, or if you're just trying to see if that's something that you'd want to consider, um, it's, it's a great resource. And then it has a link to other resources. And we have a full guide on our website that provides even more detail, but the cheat sheet is just a really great way to start. Oh, I love that. That sounds awesome. And okay, so you mentioned capsule wardrobe, and I've heard that word or that term so many times. Like, so what does that really entail? I feel like I have an idea, but I'm not totally sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so for <laughs> for me, a capsule wardrobe is really looking at um, being more intentional with the pieces that you have. So in some cases, they'll you know people will refer to a certain number of pieces. But I think the ultimate goal is just to being more intentional with the clothing that you have and being able to wear it in multiple ways and more frequently. So instead of trying to buy a a garment for one event that you're going to wear one time, it's really being intentional of how can I wear this multiple times throughout my you know life or or the year or the season. So it, and I think that's why it's called like the capsule is it's really just a, a limited selection of pieces. Awesome. Okay. I like that. That that makes more sense. Because yeah, I think what I've seen on different, I don't know, social media or things like that, and it's just like you have five like outfits and that's it or five pieces and you have all these different variations of it, which is awesome. But I was like, I don't know if I can get down to like five pieces. Do I have to have like five pieces to be in a capsule wardrobe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think the number actually turns away a lot of people because it, it seems really limiting Yeah, when you're saying, oh, you have to cut down your wardrobe to, you know, X amount of pieces. But, but really I think the intention is just to be more mindful and, and really creative too with your yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so true. Um, so what do you do to like keep your business moving forward to grow? You know, like we all kind of hit our, you know, barriers with our comfort zone and have to kind of get out of them to help grow? Like, do you, how do you do that? And do you have any tips on that? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. I tend to see the, the growth and pushing myself through the comfort zones as a, a measure of success. So I think of myself as in my business, am I trying new things? Am I experimenting? Am I working on um, building those relationships and serving my community. So those are kind of the metrics that I look at for kind of growth and success. But to get past the comfort zones, I would say it's accepting that it's okay to be 
nervous or scared or <laughs> unsure of what's actually going to happen. I think that's something I've learned as a business owner is there's a, a lot of times when you're like, is this, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I would say it's embracing the process and just really trying to um, accept that, that you're learning and you're growing and that it's, um, you know, it, it's going to take some time to get through the comfort zones, but ultimately what you're looking for in your business and in, in a lot of times your life, it's on the other side of those comfort zones. So it's trying to, to push through it. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. And I love how you said you measure success, like serving and growing, <clears throat> showing up for your community and serving them. Like I, I love that, you know, cause sometimes, you know, all of experiences where people look solely at numbers, you know what I mean? And they're not taking in like the human effect and like the actual real relationship growth that really is going to, you know, drive those numbers up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes too, if you, the numbers can be how I want to say it, like not meaningless, but mm -hmm. I mean, you could have, for example, like a ton of followers, but if they're not engaged followers or in your target market, then it's not necessarily, I would say it is success. So it's yeah, just totally. trying to figure out like how you're right. Like you can have extreme growth, but if it's not sustained growth, it, you know, it might not be the best measure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like, you know, numbers can tell us a lot. And again, too, like they can be some misleading at times. And th there's still this whole other aspect of like taking it with not a grain of salt, but then also, you know, in conjunction with your creativity, your business, you know, and like putting that, you know, strategy and creativity together, you know, not just like relying on one or the other. Yeah, yeah. And also just trying to not compare your success to others. So right. for example, when I was trying to do different, you know, starting out with reels on Instagram and, you know, my second or third reel is not necessarily going to be at the, the caliber of someone who's posted, you know, 700 reels. So right. it's just trying to, to realize like how, how you're growing and how you're improving within your business and within yourself and not necessarily um, thinking that you have to hit a certain number because some you know, influencer, some marketing person has. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's so easy to look at other people and just be like, wait, what? Mine sucks. You know, but like <laughs> yeah, everybody started somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Um, well, yay. Well, we're now we're to your favorites. This is one of my favorite sections just because I love learning about all my guests. Um, so what is your favorite book? Or it can be more than one because um, I've had a few people that are just like, I love books so much. So favorite book or 10, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm one of those people. I love books. I love reading. I tend to read nonfiction and, and business books and things that are around leadership. Um, I can't think of a favorite right now, <laughs> but the, the last book I read actually, um, was really good. And it was the four hour work week by mm. Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. So I, really enjoyed that just to try and understand different ways that I can, you know, streamline processes and implement systems to help um, really give me some of that um, extra time and, and freedom and just being able to reprioritize some things. Yeah, totally. I haven't read that book in years. I, I feel like I should read it again. But yeah, I remember loving it. I was like, what? I need to ah, outsource everything. 
Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I still have not gotten down to four hours a week. Right. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I feel like that's a catchy title. I'm like, does he really just work four hours a week? But uh, yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, what's your favorite drink? Yeah, so can it be is it alcoholic or not oh, alcoholic? Anything. Yeah, anything. Okay. <laughs> so my favorite alcoholic drink by far is margaritas. I mm. love margaritas. They're just like a, it, a classic margarita is wonderful. It reminds me of the beach. It reminds me of vacation and mm-hmm. I just love them. And then non-alcoholic drink, by far my favorite drink is tea. I drink about six to eight cups of tea a day. I'm slightly obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of tea or does it vary? Like, is it caffeinated or uncaffeinated? Do you have a mix? It's a mix. I would say mostly herbal teas. Mm -hmm. And then I also recently tried purple tea and Mm -hmm. I've been loving it. And now I just need to find more purple tea because it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've never even heard of it. I'm not really a tea drinker. I've tried. I cannot get behind it, but I've totally, totally tried. And I wish I like loved it because I know it's so good for you. And yeah, just people that love it. But I've never heard of purple tea. Yeah, I hadn't either. Uh, I actually got it as a gift and mm. it's really good. I I don't know exactly what it is, to be honest. I know it. it's just called purple tea and it has some of the antioxidants and properties that you'd see in like blueberries and things like that so it's a little bit different but it's whatever it is it's delicious (laughs) is it purple in color sort of yeah I mean because it's just I have the loose leaf tea so it yeah it kind of has purple in it awesome that sounds pretty (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's always nice to drink pretty things you know (laughs) um what's your favorite thing to do to relax oh going on a walk Mm every time. So whether I'm stressed or anxious or just unmotivated or maybe hitting a creative block, I always go on a walk and it makes me feel instantly better. It's just a wonderful way to relax. (laughs) I totally agree. And I think too, like we're kind of spoiled here because, you know, even if it is like cold or rainy, like it's still just so pretty, you know, and like, I feel like the air is just, I don't know, so refreshing And so, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just because I'm from Louisiana and the air is, like, stagnant and everything is, like, brown. (laughs) Like, I just, like, love being outside (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah. I I think you're probably right, too. There's just something really refreshing and, like, rejuvenating in the the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, there's something about it that even walking outside and for a few minutes just feels like you're on you know, some type of vacation or adventure. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Oh, I actually watch a lot of different types of shows. I like comedies and I also like suspense and mystery. So total opposites. But <laughs> um, I, I would say also what I typically watch as far as TV is the the Food Network, which is really funny because I don't actually really cook. I'm not good at cooking. And so, um, but I absolutely love like everything on Food Network. It's just, yeah, it's relaxing and entertaining. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't cook either. My husband does all the cooking. Like I cook like seriously once a month and it's like tacos or like yeah. homemade pizza. <laughs> I can do those. But yeah, like the cooking channel, like, my mother-in-law loves all the cooking shows and my, it's funny, my daughter's kind of getting into them now. So we'll watch them. They're very entertaining even if you don't cook. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. And it's, I can get 
so into the shows like Chopped and things like that, mm-hmm. even though I couldn't make anything near what they can do. <laughs> so Same. Have you fun. ever watched like the Cutthroat Kitchen one where they do like all those silly things like move their little counter while they like cook or something or like yeah they- <laughs> it's a little over the top ridiculous but it's kind of funny <laughs> it is yeah yeah I love I love all those types of shows they're just fun yeah to see <laughs> <laughs> um and lastly where's your favorite place to travel to oh wow I I actually do really love to travel so I've I've been to nine countries oh, and man. yeah so I I absolutely love travel but I would say if I had to pick a place, it, it would be just anywhere near water. I love the ocean, you know, going to the beach, lakes, rivers, you know, even a swimming pool. I'll go anywhere <laughs> that there's water. It's always fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the beach. Well, you're going to have to come out and visit. Like, come hang out at the Columbia River this summer. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the the Hood River area and just the Columbia Gorge. It's amazing. So, yeah, there's not really a lot of places in in Oregon that you you know aren't fun to visit (laughs) (laughs) well awesome well where can everybody find you your website so get the cheat sheet social media all that and again yeah I'll include it in the podcast notes but yeah if you could share it now that'd be great of course yeah so the best way to find us is at sweetstitch.com and then we're also on social media on Instagram the sweet stitch and Facebook and Pinterest at Sweet Stitch. Awesome. Well, yay. This has been such a fun conversation. I'm excited to learn more about, you know, sustainable fashion because, uh, you know, I feel like the way our world's going, like we definitely need to um, change some things, not just in fashion, but just in general, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a fun place to start. And I think also just to reiterate with our community, yeah, we, we are a community of go-getters and world changers, but it's also imperfect environmentalists, imperfect, uh, you know, fashion stylists, all of that. So we welcome everyone to come join us. Awesome. Well, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has really been such a fun conversation. Thanks. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing, to grab them. Have a good day.